Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates, America competes. Yesterday, the White House pulled a bit of what you might call a 180. Just in from Washington now, President Joe Biden is expected to announce a new eviction ban due to continued COVID spread. The Associated Press reporting that the Biden administration will announce a new 60-day eviction moratorium. The previous ev- See, last week, the administration said they were not going to extend a ban out of fears that they didn't have the legal authority. Uh, the CDC extended the moratorium not once, but three times. We made clear when we did the last extension that that would likely be the last extension because of the legal limitations. And on Saturday, the ban expired. And 11 million Americans are still behind on their rent and now could soon be facing eviction. Here in but yesterday, that changed. And the administration decided to announce a new targeted eviction ban for areas where COVID cases are rising. The thing is, there's a catch. The bulk of the constitutional scholarship says that it's not likely to pass constitutional muster. But there are several key scholars who think that it may, and it's worth the effort. I'm Jeremy Siegel. This is Politico Dispatch. And today... I'm Katie O'Donnell, and I cover housing for Politico. Katie O'Donnell on the new eviction ban and how it puts the Biden administration on a collision course with the Supreme Court. In March 2020, when Congress passed the CARES Act, it included a ban on foreclosures and um, evictions for federally backed properties. And so for homeowners, that was really great because Fannie and Freddie back about half of the mortgage debt in the United States. But for uh, renters, that was sort of a that was a partial fix because that eviction ban covered just one in four rental units, just by nature of the fact that a lot of people live in apartment buildings that don't have mortgages guaranteed by Fannie or Freddie. So there was already some concern with that ban. That ban lapsed last July. Mm-hmm. Then in September, early September, the CDC put out an order saying all evictions nationwide. Doesn't matter who owns your your mortgage or who guarantees it. All evictions nationwide are stopped. In an unprecedented move, the Trump administration announced a temporary national moratorium on evictions for tens of millions of renters who've lost work. The action comes through the Centers for Disease Control. You know, they put out this order. They cited this 1944 public health law that allows the agency to, you know, gives the agency certain powers to do basically certain things to prevent diseases from crossing state lines. Um, and so in the in the past, that law had been used for things like quarantining livestock. And they used it to say evictions would be a public health crisis on top of the public health crisis that we already have because you'd have people doubling up, you'd have people moving into homeless shelters just as all of these public health officials are saying we need to be socially distanced. So they said that any eviction for the non-payment of rent would be banned. Um, So there were still, you know, evictions for things like property damage and whatnot, Uh but it basically put a halt to evictions across the country. So that ban was through the end of 2020. Originally, it was from September 4th through December 31st. Congress extended it at the end of December. Um, The Biden administration extended it again at the end of January. They did it through March. Then in March, they extended it through June. 
And then basically at the end of June, they said, all right, we're going to extend it one more time, but this will probably be the last time. And right around that time, the Supreme Court actually ruled on a case brought by landlords. Supreme Court is leaving a nationwide ban on evictions in place. A group of landlords, real estate companies, and real estate trade associations asked the justices to step in on an emergency basis in a five to four decision. The justices rejected that request. But Justice Kavanaugh, who had joined with the liberals on the court to uphold the ban, said this can stay in place through July 31st, but we would likely need Congress to pass a law um, authorizing a new ban if it were to continue beyond that. So the Supreme Court sort of ruled this was June 29th. They basically said, OK, you can have one more month. So at the end of June, and this is when things still kind of feel like they were getting better and better COVID-wise, especially with more of the economy reopening. At the end of June, the Supreme Court says this ban can stay in place for only another month. But over that month, we've seen, you know, these surges in the Delta variant. What happened next with the eviction moratorium as the virus, you know, seemed to be painting a darker picture in the U.S.? So the the eviction ban was scheduled to expire at the end of the day on Saturday, basically midnight on Sunday as it as August 1st came. Um, on Thursday, the Biden administration said, you know, they put out this statement Thursday morning saying we can't extend it. Uh, the Supreme Court has made that clear and we're calling on Congress to extend it. Mm-hmm. Congress needs to write legislation and pass it extending this ban. Congress was a little bit taken aback by that. They were taken by surprise. Um, it's The White House still hasn't really adequately explained why they gave Congress, you know, why they didn't give Congress a heads up more than two days before the ban was set to expire. But that set off this scramble in the House where House Democrats were trying to figure out a way to extend it. And Maxine Waters came up with this bill that would extend it through December of this year, which is, you know, to be fair, that's a pretty long time. That's a five month extension. It's an emergency. And so, yes, we should move forward. And we should do everything that we can. Moderates in the House, moderate Democrats kind of balked at that. And so then they brought the extension. They, you know, compromised on the extension, saying it would be through mid-October. I think that this is rushed. Uh, this is this is not the way to legislate. And uh, the majority has not done its job to actually do the hearings so that we could move forward on a legislation that would um, be appropriate for this time. Those who are wary of extending the ban, um, which includes as I mentioned, some moderate Democrats are, you know, making the point that you're just putting people deeper in debt. Um, People are accruing, you know, you already have a situation where somebody could have not been paying rent for about a year. Um, And at a point, this was always supposed to be a band-aid that was going to get us to the point where congressional rental relief funds would get out to landlords. So on Friday, as the clock is ticking down, Democrats try to push this bill through. It fails. And then over the weekend, the eviction ban takes effect, putting millions of Americans at risk of getting kicked out of their homes. This leads to outrage. You have lawmakers protesting the outcome, Democrats protesting. Representative Cori Bush, who herself was evicted and lived with her kids in a car before her career in politics, camped out on the steps in front of the Capitol. This is not okay. We cannot just allow humans, seven million of them possibly, to over the next few weeks be sent out to the streets. We as a country, we have not handled the crisis we have right now. And then eventually, amid all of this outrage, 
yesterday, even though it had said it's Congress's job to act, the White House announces a new eviction ban. How did they come to this decision and what does this new ban do? So in, in terms of how they came to the decision, I think everyone's still a little there. There hasn't been a clear explanation for it. Um, basically, the new ban um, is targeted. So it's for counties where the incidence of COVID is rising. So it's counties that are having surging case rates um, and it, it lasts through October 3rd. Um, and the reason I said that about the reasoning behind it is just that so the CDC director, Rochelle Walensky, said basically that this is a public health measure given the Delta variant. Um, but President Biden himself said that there are going to be legal issues with this. So in terms of what changed between last Thursday and um, yesterday, I would say the main thing is just a lot of pressure. There was, a, as you mentioned, there was a lot of outrage. Um, there was a ton of pressure from from party, you know, from Democratic Party leaders, Nancy Pelosi, um, Maxine Waters was also pressuring them. So it, it does seem like there's a bit of a fig leaf situation in terms of, well, we've, you know, tried to find authority. And finally, we found that we may have some authority um, that even President Biden is kind of acknowledging by saying that this may run into trouble in the courts. Mm -hmm. I think it's everyone understands that landlords are going to immediately um challenge this ban as well. And then it does eventually set up a fight with the Supreme Court. Do you think in this instance, with this new ban, the White House is kind of trying to buy Congress more time to come up with their own ban? To some extent, but I think also everyone kind of understands that there probably won't be a ban coming out of Congress. I mean, mm. you don't even have every Democrat on board. Um, and then you'd have to get 10 Republican votes in the Senate. So I think as much as anything, this is buying time for states to just conti to continue to try and distribute this aid. And, you know, with sort of a Hail Mary pass that, like, they understand could be shot down at any time. Katie O'Donnell, thanks so much for talking with me. Thank you. Also today... President Biden is calling on New York Governor Andrew Cuomo to resign following the release of a scathing report from Attorney General Tish James finding that the governor sexually harassed multiple women. The president has been friendly with Cuomo for years, so his comments mark a harsh rebuke. Cuomo has been facing a slew of calls to step down and they've only increased with the report's release. Cuomo's also facing an impeachment inquiry in the state assembly. The governor has denied the report's findings. And President Biden is criticizing Florida Governor Ron DeSantis amid the state's surge in coronavirus cases, saying he should, quote, get out of the way of people who are trying to do the right thing. The president's comments come as Florida has become one of the worst states in the nation for infections, with more than 11,500 hospitalizations reported on Tuesday by HHS. Biden blamed both DeSantis and Texas Governor Greg Abbott for barring COVID restrictions like mass mandates or vaccine passports, policies that DeSantis has pushed even as the state's COVID rates skyrocket. Today's episode included music composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. 
Be sure to subscribe to Politico Dispatch if you haven't yet. And if you can, leave us a rating and review. I'm Jeremy Siegel. Thanks for listening.